You still haven't figured out what riding waves is all about, have you? It's a state of mind. It's that place where you lose yourself and you find yourself. You don't know it yet, but you got it. It's right there. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. Little hand says it's time to rock and roll. Everybody freeze! Nobody move! Keep your hands up and your eyes down! We are the ex-presidents! FBI! Freeze! Special Agent John Utah, day number one in L.A. Welcome aboard. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. That's Bodhi. They call him the Bodhisattva. You want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Short trust tomorrow. Next day outside the latest. Everything moves in cycles. So twice a century, the ocean lets us know just how small we really are. It's the ultimate rush. There's nothing that comes close to it. Not even sex. Johnny has his own demons. Don't you, Johnny? The ex-presidents are surfers. Feel what the wave is doing. Then accept its energy, get in sync, and then charge with it. You two have produced exactly squat, during which time the ex-presidents have robbed two more banks. I can't describe what I'm feeling. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. When you shoot, you don't miss. Don't fire! After you, Alphonse! Fear causes hesitation. Hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. No! Are you getting too goddamn close to the surfing guru buddy of yours? Adios, amigo! All right, what's what's the business? I like how I go right back into it as if I, as this has just started. <laughs> what's the business? This is Rob Lee, and this is let's watch it again. Uh, today, this is a first. This is a first. This is a person that's been outside of the the MTR space, the MTR universe. We have the homie Aaron Brown join us to on on this podcast, and I'm really excited. Welcome, oh, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, your boy is in here. <laughs> Cringe Abdul-Jabbar is in the building. Nice. I mean, you know, the next time we do one of these, I feel like we just have to just start throwing our aliases out at each other and see what sticks. For sure. For sure. So what we're going to cover today is a 1991 film. So it's in its 30th anniversary, right? And mm-hmm. um, this was Catherine Bigelow's most uh, successful financial film up until like Zero Dog 30. And we're mm-hmm. covering uh, Point Break. And so Point Break, let's, let's go over the synopsis. Let's talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit. Let's get into these release notes. So, you know, as I look at movies that came out, um, like in these anniversary years, five years ago, 10 years ago, and so on. This movie came out 30 years ago and it came out against like a major movie, like Terminator Judgment Day came out around the same this time. Came out the, this came out during Judgment Day? Dude, dude, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Yo. There's more details. I'm going to give you the synopsis okay. and then we're going to go. So synopsis. And the way that I like to do it is I'll get the synopsis. And because you've watched the movie as well, mm-hmm. tell me what is missing in the synopsis, if anything. I got you. And, and okay, synopsis. In Los Angeles, California, a gang of bank robbers called themselves the ex-presidents commit crimes while wearing the masks of ex-presidents Reagan, Carter, Nixon, and Johnson. The FBI believes that the members of the gang could be surfers and send young agent Johnny Utah over <laughs> undercover at the beach to mix with the surfers and gather information. Utah meets surfer Bodie and gets drawn into a lifestyle of his new friend. Point break. Mm. So is that adequate in terms of a synopsis? I think that it sells the film a little short, honestly. Fair. What, what do you feel? Like this came out, this coming out in 91. Yeah. Like this could have been, let's see. This could have been like this, like the synopsis could have been written about like a Michael Bay film. And I think it would have been more, this is Catherine Bigelow doing Michael Bay. Yes. In like a nineties detective movie. This is so, it's so weird. (laughs) Did the synopsis name drop who's in it? Um, like by by, but do they name drop by actors or just by characters? I think they name drop it by characters. They, they threw in Johnny Utah, they threw in Bodie, but they don't really go further because you, you have Busey in it. You have um, 
who's the guy that um, was the like top agent who's like just a dickhead and called him young, dumb, and full of cum? I, I so my notes, I just have him as Dr. Cox because that's the only name that I can remember him as because it's Dr. Cox from Scrubs. This guy, and he, he was also in Seven, by the way. And he, yes, he, oh no, no, my, my girlfriend texted me this. I think she texted me this and I talked to her about it, but keep going, keep going. He had this going. great line in, in Seven, he's like, dicks and fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so here's some release notes. And, and this is what I kind of like jerked the curtain on a second ago. Point Break was released on July 12th, 1991. It's in just over 1,600 theaters, grossing um, $8.5 million on its opening weekend. Behind Terminator 2, who uh, was directed by Bigelow's then-husband, James Cameron. So that's, this is what I wanted to get to. They got, oh, there's Patty. No, this is they got, Patty. They got, a, they got divorced the same year, by the way. <laughs> I wish that everyone could see with the face I just made because my my whole shit just opened up. Like, what? Now, there was talk, and I think it's in one of my details later, but there was talk that there was a writer strike as far as finishing out this film. So both of them are listed as producers, and they both got, they didn't get credited as writers, but they wrote on this film as well. So he was helping his wife with this film. Oh, my who God. Who would be his competition? Yo. Um, so James Cameron, sec- so the second weekend and all um, openings of the reissue of 101 Dalmatians and Boys in the Hood. Um, with a budget of $24 million, the f- film went on to make about 43 in North America and 40 internationally. So with a total of 80, just under $84 million. So mm-hmm. that's good return. 24, 84, that's good return. Especially mm-hmm. in the 90s, like th- that exchange rate, that's probably about double. Um so cult status and that's what one of these movies this movie is uh for sure for sure it's not necessarily a good movie but it is an enjoyable movie that's the way i kind of look at it so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i agree with you i 100 percent agree with you there's there's a lot of this that i'm just like okay (laughs) so and and i'll hit you all the cast stuff in a moment um so cult status so note, noted website, the AV Club, referred to the film as a cult favorite and mentioned the wild mishmash of acting styles and the homoerotic undertones, which I know we're going to talk about later. Um, while the Daily Paragraph wrote that the film is certainly qualified as a cult favorite. Furthermore, Rolling Stone called the Point Break the greatest female gaze action movie ever, citing the bodily condition of Reeves and Swayze, and it's known as a wet Western. I like that. I like wet Western. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely has those, those elements in there. Um, it, I mean, it, that just, it just works. And there are certain things that are, are odd. And you start looking at this. And I was like, I always do this thing of what else were you doing when mm-hmm. this movie came out? You know, like I was six when this movie came out. So I saw it a few I was, years. I was one, I was one year old when this came out. Oh, this shit. movie is like sick. This movie is like <laughs> three months Younger than me. Well, maybe. No, no, like a year and three months. A year and three months, probably. All right. Uh, I'm going to hit you with the cast. Um, mm-hmm. We have Patrick Swayze as uh, Bodie, um, Ke- Keanu Reeves as FBI agent Johnny Utah, <laughs> Gary Busey as. Th- and this, these are two names that don't work. Both of the FBI agents' names don't work. Actually, all three of them. Um, so Gary Busey played Agent Angelo Papas. Gary Busey is not Italian. He's not Greek either. He's <laughs> not Greek. I was waiting for him to yell over. He's not the Mediterranean. Right. He's not for the Mediterranean. Uh, you know, when I was in Sardinia, like, you were not, sir. Mm-hmm. Especially, remember in the beginning when he, like, jumps into the, the friggin' pool? And it's, it's like a side cannonball. I've never seen one of those before. It's, it was, yeah. So, and, like, I put in my notes, this is, this is just anecdotal. It was like, is this dot, dot, dot Gary Busey acting well? <laughs> and, when, and when we get to the when we get to our further anecdotes, I'll follow that up with the rest with the further down comma where I actually have to go back on that statement very yep. like a little bit afterwards. Yep. I have a lo- I have a scene in here that's not good. Uh, Lori Petty is Taylor uh, Indicott. Um John C. McGinley. That's uh, Cox. You're talking mm, John C. McGinley. And his yes. name is director uh, FBI director Ben Harp. So your first day of, fits. your first day of work, the director it says you're young, dumb, and full of cum. I put that in my notes. I literally put that. That is where is it? That is my one, two, three, four, five. That's my seventh note that I put for myself is just in quotes, young, dumb, full of cum. Like what? I'll I'll say 
FBI, everyone there was a dick. <laughs> That's the only way I can really Yo. put it. Yo, for sh- yeah. <laughs> also, I put these haircuts are shit. Yo, yes, yes, everyone. I mean, I, I will say during the '90s because I believe Patrick Swayze was also either this was right after Ghost or concurrent to Ghost when the filming was mm-hmm. happening, and he was he had a chameleon thing going on. Like when his hair was wet, mm-hmm. he looked like the Swayze we know. But when it's kind of out and kind of blondish, kinda out there, yeah, he looks like a different dude. I put a note. In, there's, we'll talk about it. There's notes in there where I'm like, how do you how do you turn down a surfer with a dreamy set, a dreamy locks of hair? I'm like, you can't. You have to listen to him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's um, it's just like some. He, he's like the dude that will call you sacred friend. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. You want me to kill people? Sure. We got it. No, oh, I have a note. White guy's name Bodie. Dot dot dot. Eye roll emoji. Always. Always. <laughs> I've been. I've. I've run into a few Bodies. It's. There are some scenes in there that just don't don't really jam for me. So those are the main yes. people, and we have a little. Um, what is it? Lee Turgesian, who played Rosie, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he is famous for which HBO show? Do you know this HBO show he was in for like six years? Was it Game of Thrones? Uh, it's crime related. I do not. I did not get back in the HBO game until super recently. Uh, he was on Oz. Really? Yeah. He was Beecher. Okay. He was Beecher, and okay. uh, him and uh, Christopher Maloney were in a relationship on the show. Oh, yeah. oh beautiful Christopher Maloney. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a chef kiss? <laughs> yes. Uh, Law and Order's fa- Law and Order's favorite ass, like best ass of all the cast. Yeah. Wow. Chef's kiss. Wow. Uh, so we can go into one of two things. We can start going into the trivia mm-hmm. around it, or we can go into some of our observations. How do you want to go about this? Let's. Let's go hot takes in the middle because we've 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 let everything in with kind of the base stuff. Yeah. Now let's go over the like this is us almost Jesus and mirroring it. Like what the fuck did we just watch <laughs> as we're going through it? it? And then we can go through the trivia with that same kind of high energy of like, okay, let's go through the trivia related to the things that we pulled out from okay. this. Let's get it. All right. Oh my god. So spin spin out your 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 initial um, your observations and what have you because you were live tweeting. Mine's is just kind of all over the place. I have a reference uh-huh. to. Johnny Utah's name, and oh, I said, what the hell kind of name is Johnny U- Johnny Utah from Ohio? It's it's not it's not good. It's it sounds it's not good. It sounds like an FBI name. <laughs> it sounds like an FBI name. Uh, but no, my first note was with the intro, the sliding text, and the stylized A is on Point Break. I was like, oh yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after, I said, is this pre John Wick? John Wick? Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. man is on a mission to get this guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get this fucker. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'll say this before, before we, we, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Sex Wax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I so, said, so on top of them being bank robbers, I was like, Surfer Thieves is a pretty decent concept. Mm-hmm. And Gary Busey's veneers have always looked terrible. Yo, yes, yes. Uh, also, uh, Tyler's being from Ohio apparently makes you a city boy. Yeah, it's, it's like during the learn to surf montage. It's a farm. Like, it's a lot of farm there, I thought. There's a lot of nothing going out there. And then, but immediately led to, like, at the beach scene, leather chaps on a beach seems like a bad idea, especially <laughs> for beach football. Wait, can we talk about just the. All right. So, two things. One, the bank robbery things. This is a question that I had. Um, yes. So, in terms of, like, bank robberies in movies, as far as this is in the first, let's say, 15 minutes that they do that, that bank robbery. So I still kind of consider mm-hmm. it early because the movie's over two hours. Um, yeah. Better bank robbery scene to start off a film. You have Point Break, Heat, or The Dark Knight. Which one are you going with? It's tough because Dark Knight is cinematically the best one. Like, yeah. it's the one that looks the prettiest for sure. Heat is the most visceral. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming Point Breaks is like the earliest chronologically. It's the it most, is. it's the oldest of the of them all. Because my, my note was just bank security sucked in 91. Yeah. <laughs> that was my comment. So I'm like, we have to think about this based on the timeline that this happened. Yeah. And for 91, that's a pretty effective bank robbery. <laughs> That's a pretty efficient bank robbery. I'll give them that. 90 seconds. The theatrics of Dark Rod. The, 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 the theatrics of Dark Knight rises. Is that the bank scene? That's just Dark Knight, yeah. Just Dark Knight from Dark. Yeah, that bank, that bank scene is theater. 
it is a it is a ballet almost it's a crescendo up to it too if this is the earliest iteration and mm-hmm. um heat is the second one and, and heat mm-hmm. it, the, the sound mixing there too is cacophonous it's i think just, that's what makes it the best yeah. one i'm an I, i'm not an audiophile but i appreciate good sound you know as someone that's blind but not deaf you get to hear a little better mm-hmm. uh yes yeah, so i think that heat because the it sonically sounds like how a bank robbery would sound like if there's gunfire going off, it's going to be uncomfortable. And it sounds the most accurate to what I would expect a bank robbery to be. Um, let's see. Uh, so I, I have the Johnny Utah thing. I want to throw this in there real quick. There's actually two. Oh, wait, before we jump yeah, into this, please. there's a quote from the bank robbery that I want to put in there. Uh, when they're pulling people, when they're throwing people down, and I think this is LBJ's, uh, LBJ's uh, surfer thief says to a woman, hey, you got earwax, and then just shoves her to the ground. <laughs> like, no, no time to respond. Just, hey, you got earwax. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, where where is that note? I wrote it down somewhere about I'm getting oh right here. I don't need to re- rewind on Nixon's ass, and I counted three times within the first fifteen minutes. It's like they went back to show the whole mooning, and I was like, "Are we stopping and freezing here on this dude's ass?" Is this the, is this the clip? This is the clip. <laughs> and just Keanu was like, "I'm gonna get something out of this." I was like, "I he don't want to get anything out of this." Well, we can, as we said, we'll get into the whole homoerotic undertone or overtones of the film as we move through this. Uh, but I will say, I love um, surfer bank robber, surfer bank robbers fucking up Nazi surfers. Yes, absolutely. We have Nazi surfers. That sounds like a leftover like grindhouse exploitation flick. It was like, let's just put yes. this in there. Fuck it. Yes, uh, that was absolutely wild. That uh, I like. I said, "Fuck yeah!" Beating up Nazi surfers, also Nazi surfers followed. Right, it's following. I feel like surfers shouldn't know Taekwondo. Look, don't <laughs> don't get me started because I'll make you watch friggin' uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Miami Connection. No, I refuse. You have to. I refuse. You got to do it. All right, fine. What's what's the dude's name? Um, War Child. That fucking guy. Yes, like they all have like. <laughs> aggressively like <laughs> primal yes. like nazi names like they're they're, they're like neat they're like nomadic yeah. nazi surfers oh my god it's so and the haircuts were crazy yeah, his haircut was fucking laser lines with the fucking long little twists at the bottom yeah, of his sideburns not good and anthony kiedis was just just ready for his feet, foot to get blown off i was just like come on let's just get it that was anthony kiedis in there wasn't yeah. it Holy shit. His original gap. All, I mean, the original chip tooth, the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that one. Under the bridge. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So my, my, yeah, no. my two Johnny Utah things. Uh, Run with it. One. So the Johnny Utah thing has, um, and, and it's in that trivia thing, but um, his name is an, is an amalgamation of Joe Montana and Johnny Unitas. Yes. Because of the whole quarterback thing. And I was like, why could yes. his name be like Jeff Oregon or something? Like, just, I don't <laughs> want Utah as a name. Is not Utah a name. Just bring, no, Utah as a name in any part sounds like it's a nickname. It sounds like it's a fake name that you use to sound cool. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm Big Daddy Salt Lake. That, that's what I feel. <laughs> uh, the other observation I had, and they, 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 they touched on it and it does play a role later. But at the time I, I was having concerns. I was like, why did he have to be a quarterback, an ex-quarterback rather? And it's like. You ascend upwards. It's like, oh, I was a quarterback, then law school, and then now I'm an FBI agent. It's like, you're 25. How, like, I've been 25. I don't know what that three year arc looks like, especially considering you were in fucking, uh, you were in like law school. I don't know what that looks like. You were in an accelerated program in law school in, ni- in, uh, in, ni- what's that, 19, <laughs> probably like 80, like 1986. It's, if it takes place in 91, yeah, like it couldn't have been more than a couple of years before he got there in 91 if it's time, if it's time accurate. But he's 25, though. He's 25. Yeah. So he definitely was, oh, my God. Oh God. That, the timing says it starts, starts to not dude, work out. Dude came in with a whole alibi about his life. That doesn't quite line up. Sometimes I'll. Oh, no, my quote, my quote, yeah. white, white folk be lying. I put that in all caps. <laughs> remember, remember when he goes to pick up the surfboard initially and that super young is like, hey, bro, it's really going to change your life. I was like, I hate this dude. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I have so many notes about the the progression of Johnny Utah's surfing prowess. <laughs> and I'm like, surfing is hard. And then I go. So Utah goes from noob to capable surfer in no more than four weeks. Okay, eye roll emoji. Right, right, right. 
Uh, like, I'm like, there's no reason this makes sense. But also, like, I got into, like, his fits because he's wearing a crop top on the beach. And I'm like, okay, this is a look. I can get down with the 90s. Like, crop top was a thing. But then hit, when they go to um, – oh, no, I said this. When we get to the um, the hippie house, the surfer hippie house yeah. that, like, Bodie and them live at, yeah. I was like, why does this feel like I'm in a party at the Annex or the Copycat? When that one dude was, like, pop-locking or whatever directly in front of the camera <laughs> – I cringe. I was like, fuck this, man. I was like, oh, it was like the worst parts yeah. of the crown, the copycat, the annex all together. Yes. Uh, the, and I'm like, yeah, it's a bunch of white people in a room. That sounds about right. It's like the amount of like, if you would age that up like six years, right? It's going to be a lot mm. of loose form, free form locks that aren't going to really work. It, the smells in there are not going to be. Oh, I wrote that it smells like a, it probably smells like a frat house in there. We, me and my mans would use the terminology. I bet it smells like a wrestling show in there. It definitely smells like a wrestling show in there. Also, why were Utah and Tyler so overdressed for the hippie house party? Right. Absolutely. Like legitimately dressed in a button down shirt and a dress. So th this is um, this kind of it falls under this um, what works and do what doesn't work kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So the, uh, going back to the whole what kind of uh, like, why did he need to be a quarterback? And then I started thinking, yeah. like, what kind of quarterback was he? Because he's doing a lot of running. But he's also doing the pocket stuff when they're doing the beach fire lit football in leather. Yeah. Everyone's wearing oh, leather. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, dude. So were you like, were you second string? Where <laughs> did you play multiple? Like, did you play as a, were you like a wide receiver who was also a QB? Did you just flip between teams? Oh, flip between positions? And then he, he's probably a wide receiver who became a quarterback. And then they brought up the thing. Yeah. I remember that game, bro. You know, when you were playing for Ohio, yeah. <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> you, you were not watching any national football championship. You were not watching Sugar Bowl. Oh, oh no! I said it was like I was like Patrick Swayze serving surfer platitudes to Keanu Reeves or something. I didn't know I needed until I saw it. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's like watching Keanu Reeves get Keanu Reeves by an older blonde Keanu Reeves. <laughs> good, good. Uh, okay, um, so I got that. I got that. Um, which? So this is a question I have for you. Go for it. Which president are you? in the gang. You can add one, you can be one that's already there, but you're in this gang, blood in, blood out, you know, mm -hmm. you're you have the parlance and it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you need to be a president and the ex presidents. Which one are you? I mean if so if I had to pick of the ones that are there, mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm I'll do all the ones that are there and then I'll give some honorable mentions. If I'm of the ones that are there, I would probably be Reagan because I'd be the one that would want to just like not have anybody get hurt, get in, get the money, get out and just like use the use the psychology of a bank robbery to get what you need and leave like zero casualties. Er That's how I would be early Reagan, though, not late early Reagan, Reagan. late Reagan, Reagan. Everyone got fucked. Well, <laughs> yes, I had to be early Reagan. Well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, Rosie is the most evil person of the crew. <laughs> By far, Rosie is the most evil, and I'm here for it. And Roach, and, and Roach is the most wholesome. But um, but what was it? Uh, if I had to choose, if I had to choose two honorable mention presidents to be, and if I could bring import two, I would be either JFK, mm -hmm. or I would do the most ignorant shit possible, and I would be. It's a tie between Obama or Trump. I'd be super ignorant and go Trump, or I'd be real ignorant and go Obama. <laughs> Ma, fellow Americans, put the money in the bag. <laughs> I, I would want to be like. I, I would want to be both bushes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Both bushes. Like some Voldemort shit. You've got you've got young bush on the front, old bush on the back. Yes. It's just like, huh, he's not reading things properly. He must be uh, W. He must be W. Uh, Although, no, to be fair, no, I feel like the best one that would throw people off would be Jimmy Carter. See, that was my Jimmy other Carter would confuse so many people. Like, what? Sweet Jimmy, no. <laughs> Yeah, think of the peanuts. Or you just go really classic. You're like, look, I got to get my powdered wig. It's like I need to go George Washington. Yo, oh my God, go! No, I would go as William Howard Taft. No, or who was it? Um, no, was was who was in the wheelchair again? Was it FDR? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. FD, yo, imagine doing a, a big heist in a wheelchair. See, see if you're gonna <laughs> FDR. If you're gonna play that game, because no, I, you're no, you're the driver. The FDR is the driver. He's already got wheels. If you're gonna play that game, I am his height in real life, but okay. I will walk on stilts. It's like I'm just gonna go on air as Lincoln. Just stovepipe that shit up. <sighs> I'm not gonna get away. I'm just gonna get stuck trying to leave. You just ding your head in the door, like, the, uh, the door frame, leaving. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So <laughs> one observation I have is the. It, it's a, it felt a little contrived, but the chase scene was so good. 
Um, I have so many good notes on the chase yeah. scene. I love this. I love this. Let's talk about I, it. I like how the it, it kind of killed my earlier point about why did he have to be a quarterback? And immediately mm-hmm. his knee went right into it. His Dante Culpepper knee went right into it and it was just <sighs> collapsed. And then he has to do that great scene. Bloosh, bloosh, bloosh. It's like. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, what was it? Where is it? Um, <laughs> emptying the clip into the sky as a means of emotional outburst. That's what I labeled that as. It is super homoerotic. This, too. It's like so I really wanted to get though, to him. I have I have notes. I have, I have comments leading up to that chase scene, which I think are hilarious. Which are the length of board shorts in '91 was atrocious. <laughs> Gary Busey in a Hawaiian sh- in Hawaiian shirts is an absolute flex of style, and I love it. My my the fat boy me was like two meatball subs, a tuna on wheat, and two lemonades for seven dollars and eighty four cents. What did he say? Utah, bring me two. Give me two. Give me two. <laughs> and no, someone used that phrase verbatim in a, in a group chat that I just got added in uh-huh. entirely out of context. Blew my fucking mind. <laughs> then uh, oh, casual bank robbery behind FBI agent ordering sandwiches. And I was just like, is this fucking happening? Like directly behind? And then it was like casual gas station flamethrower. Yes. And then, oh, and that's okay. So Reagan definitely committed arson with that DIY flamethrower at the gas station because it explodes after they're, after they're chasing. Yes. And then my main point is my man's Reagan threw a fucking pit bull at Johnny Utah during an on foot chase. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. <laughs> and then right after this is like, after all this is my, is this Gary Busey acting well? After that whole scene, I'm like, Gary Busey's done it. Hmm. Gary Busey's fucking done it because he's, yo, he gave me like Morgan Freeman and Seven vibes of I don't fuck with you, but I fuck with you. <laughs> but yeah, my, I cannot believe that Patrick Swayze threw a live pit bull at Keanu Reeves during an on foot chase. <laughs> and, and, and then busted my man's knee on a fence run. On yes, the fence he just went down like, oh. <laughs> immediately grabbed his dark rose knee and he's like, no. <laughs> just hit the hard Peter Griffin. Ah! Uh, so bang, 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 bang. So I had a few more things before we get to some trivia, unless you had a few, a few other things. But uh, I got scenes that I want to talk about, and we'll probably say that after the trivia. And I have just just one question: um, Have you been friends with, or have you been the friend that had that Bodie level of charisma? Because Bodie could get you to do anything. <sighs> See, that's tough because I. You know what? To be entirely transparent, I would probably be the Bodhi because I would find a way to talk someone into most anything. There was a point in my life where I where I had a thing called Aaron Browning, where it was a verb, and I would just talk. To, I would just talk to you, and talk to you until you like conceded and did, and did the thing. Wow. It worked on getting discounts. It would get me like into like VIP sections. It would get me like whatever I was looking for. I did not use it maliciously. It was purely just to get where I wanted to go to do fun shit. Yeah. But like I would probably be that guy, but I would, I would be lying if I didn't say that I have friends that are absolutely Bodhi. I have several friends. I can't think I have like an, a cloud of people that come to mind. I can't pull names out specifically, but I'm like, there are definitely people I know. There are black guys that I know <laughs> that have Bodhi charisma. <laughs> I, Oof. I, I, I think I'm a tweener. I like, I, I don't really, I go to the beat of my own drum most times, but I can be swayed. Mm-hmm. If someone has a really like cogent argument, it's like, all right, you know what? You're right. I should kill that guy. Sure. You have a lie already. Great. Let's just sprinkle it. And, but then at the same time, like, you know, you just want to do that shit, right? And, and, and don't Absolutely. even really go further into it. It's like, you, know, you just want to do it. Like Bodie knows, Bodie knows he has a silver, a silver tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, because like I think Tyler kind of knew his bullshit early on. And but the thing that and he, she got out and then she got back in because of fucking Utah. So hold on. So, you know what? We might as well hit the, the homoerotic thing before we get into the trivia. Yes. So, OK, one thing that stuck out to me, it was when and because the way it was said, uh, it shows up at the party and Bodie tells him, so, yeah, man, me Casa Sukas, man, everything you want here, anything. And I was like, was that? And then he like held the gaze for a little bit. Yeah. He held the gaze for just a, a beat too long. And we're like, okay. He's like, what? Sure. <laughs> that was that was the moment we got. That was the moment that we realized it was a wet Western. <laughs> Definitely. It was not dry. <laughs> it was it was wet. It was not just wet from the waves. Yeah. And th- then you had the, um, the, the the shooting scene or what have you. The, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my, I blew up my knee or whatever. And it's like, you, you still could hit him. I'm like, but do I love him? That was kind of the energy, and it's like, ah, oh, my frustration, blam, blam, blam. 
And that's not the first time that someone just fires off a gun, like has a firearm and a feat of emo- like a fit of emotion. Yeah. But it has it has to do with Tyler, so we'll get to that later. Yes. Oh, but there's a great note that I had about it was much easier to be a bank robber when cop cars could barely clear 65 miles an hour. Yes. I'm like, yo, these guys are doing like route 70 numbers in the slow lane chasing each other <laughs> at a certain point. They could not. It, it just it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. Uh, oh, there's there's my Rosie's probably on the spectrum statement that I put in there. I I fucked with Rosie just because of the sheer like as the way that Bodie described it. Oh, he's a mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I was just mm-hmm. like. Hmm. I was like, Bodie might be a piece of shit. I was like, he actually is a piece of shit. I'm, I'm using. Oh, Bodie was totally a piece of shit. It's like I'm <laughs> using my friend that's on the on the spectrum to commit crimes and to hold women hostage at the threat of dismemberment, and he just took it. Well, also, don't forget this one D. A woman that I I presented that I loved at one point in this way. And it's like, yeah, just grab her whole this night. You know, I, I can't stop him. Now, if I get there, we might be able to sort it out. But, you know, once Rosie starts Rosen, you know. Rose is going to Rose. And it's going to be bloody. It's going to be messy. It's going to be real bad. <laughs> he made sh- Also, I can't believe they, they did. They did Roach so dirty. They did Roach so dirty by the end. Of the, Roach is the young one with the uh, with oh, the middle part. Yeah. They did, they did Roach so bad. It wasn't. He's also the one that said that surfing was better than sex. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe that was that was a foreshadowing that he's not going to make it. Yeah, you, you can't say shit like that and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be." You can't go with that. I'll, I'll be here. I'll, I'll I'll make it to uh, this part of Australia later in the movie. We'll mm-hmm. do it together. No, you won't. Also, can we, so like, I think the pivotal point is like, one, like there's pre Utah's knee getting blown out, and then there's post Utah's knee getting blown out in this movie. Because I have a comment like, "Yo, they went off the goddamn rails with this movie after he blew his knee out." Yes. Absolutely. It like it puts it, it it skips fourth gear and goes straight to sixth. So, so hold on, hold on. So let, let, let's get back into the homoerotic thing that. about it. But also, let's I, I, I want to talk about the one thing with um, uh, uh, Gary Busey going out. I was like, yo, Johnny. Oh, that was the comment suck. I had. That was the comment I was like, yo, Gary. So I was like, uh, Gary Busey has never known how to die well on camera. <laughs> <laughs> he got like, this is, it's like, it's like bad Sean Bean death. Because <laughs> Sean Bean is a king of dying on camera, yes. and Gary Busey is a jester. <laughs> he is a, he is an earl at best. I was like, "Why are your teeth out while you're dying, sir? Can we do something different?" Yo, my man had his back blown out. No pun hey. intended. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey, he goes down, and it's, and it's like, "Yo, this was a bad plan, guys. Get to this airport." Also, how long did it take you fuckers from getting concussed with like the back of a pistol to the police getting there, chewing you out, and you somehow getting to the airport? Like, how long were you concussed? Also, can we talk about the shitty other agents that were with them? Oh, <laughs> they the other. They were. They sucked. The whole precinct is terrible. The whole precinct is trash. Throw the whole precinct away. Oh, hold on. Also, let's talk about um real quick. Uh, Nazi girlfriends. Nazi girlfriends stabbing people. They're they're down. They're they're you know they're they bo- are they're down bottom. for the cause. <laughs> Yo, they said that when they said know how to work a pole, they did not mean just the stripper pole. Right. She she had the blade. She had the blicky. Yes, she took the she took the pistol to the dome, and she didn't do the goofy thing of like, let me put my towel on. She's like, titty swinging, I'm stabbing. Let's go. You know what? This is this is such a such a a colorful statement to say, but not Nazis are nothing if not down for their cause. Yes, I hate to give it to them, but they are down for their fucking cause. It's like that that Matt Bronner bit. He's like Nazis are pieces of shit, but they dressed really crisp. He's like those uniforms. <laughs> he's like no. he's like regalia. He's like they suck, but they were sharp. They got the drop. Uh, now, yeah, like that's it's like we we have everything that we want like up to that point right like mm-hmm. you get rid of the things that you don't need now there are some issues as to how are you still an fbi agent you were going to jail johnny because you were an accomplice to this last robbery where people died yes including an off-duty cop yeah uh, oh no i put this at the end of it like well we'll get to when we get to the end of the film but like I, I was like, I feel like skydiving with a knee injury is not that gr- not a good idea, especially <laughs> without a parachute. Yeah, uh, there's some oh, weird yeah. science there too. His knee is fine by the time he gets to the airport. His knee is definitely shattered after the landing. Mm-hmm. The whole like 
the, like, there's a point where I said, this, like, we clearly, oh, I said, the premise of going somewhere where phones are not readily available lets me know this film should never have been remade in 2015. In parentheses, also, fuck Rosie. Yeah, the, the, the 2015 one was was Wild Buns. Um, also, to go back along to, to that 25-year-old thing, and I did grad school. Yeah. So, also, he said he did two years of rehab for his knee. When? These, Wall play? That, that that math does not add up because it's like white folk be lying. We we just see white you, folk be lying. We see you like the beginning of Silence of the Lambs. Like we see Clarice Starling just running and doing all of her training. Mm-hmm. We just see you at a firing range, and then it's like here's your FBI certificate. Oh no! With and with that high scene, because we to briefly do this. Yeah. You said he should have been going to jail. Yeah. I love that Bodhi just stopped listening to his own advice, which is never go for the vault. He said, fuck it. Just, like, never go for the vault. At that point, when you go for the vault, people start dying. You know what? I, I, I'll, I'll... Like, the not... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, mine goes to a different section of that, but I'm going to end... I'm going to pause at that point. I'll, I'll say that... Because, like, that's wild. Maybe the balance was thrown off. That's why he... I, I think with him, it's a balance thing, right? Uh, yeah. This is my crew. This is what I'm doing. But I added another element here. So you know what? We're going to make sure he's left here holding the bag. Exactly. And that's he's why gotta have, he's got to have the gun. Yeah. And that's why we're going for the vault. But still, mm-hmm. the timing is like, I don't think you guys had this plan because the one dude I'm blanking on who it was that was at the front. He was like, we're kind of out of time here. We need to go. <laughs> The ones, well, that was the dude that got killed at the airport. Oh, He's the one yeah. that makes it almost to the end because he gets killed and then Roach dies and then like Bodie and Rosie get away technically. Yeah. No, and then Rosie dies. Yo, Rosie gets taken. I was like, yo, Rosie went out like a bitch. I said, Rosie went out like a punk bitch in Mexico. Yeah, he got he got <laughs> stabbed off screen. It's like, yeah, it was just a piece of meat there. I guess he had a knife fight with someone that was better than him. It's like, damn. Yeah. I like, that's rough. But, no, like the, but, the, but that whole Australia thing, I will say, and this is Kat, this is a big credit to Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. bringing back the passive comment, like the passive story about the 50-foot waves in Australia. Yeah. Was it Australia or New Zealand before I, before I, I make up? I believe a, a it was Australia. Statement. I think it was Australia because that's like a, that was like an actual thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But um, what was it? I said like I was like G'day mate. There's a storm brewing at the final wave, and then my my second to last <laughs> comment is terrible movie to watch in light of all the police brutality that's gone gone on in the last year yeah. for a white cop to let a white criminal get out to surf at a half century wave after already catching him. Yes, like you caught him. Yes. And you let him go to die and effectively get away. Yes. He, he died. And then like at the end, in all caps, I put, and then he just up and quits being a cop. Shrug face. It's, and also, okay, question. This is, this is something I don't know. I don't know if we can really even answer. Is he still with Tyler at this point? I think so. I think Tyler is so down for his cause mm-hmm. and his other C thing that she's just here for it. I mean, he. Although, no, I did say earlier, I was yeah. like, Tyler is, I said, I, I originally said Tyler is a smart woman. Utah is a dumb man. And then I flipped it later in the bedroom scene. And I'm like, correction, Tyler is a dumb woman. Utah is a dumber man. Tyler's a dumb woman because she pulled a firearm on a federal agent yeah. and then ran away butt ass naked in his clothing. Yeah. Or like, but like stark naked with just his like shirt on, his work shirt. I'm like, Yo, white people are crazy. That is servers are crazy. That's an FBI commissioned Oxford shirt that you <laughs> you left. You're run, you're running in contraband at this point. <laughs> right. You're running running in evidence. You're running in evidence. So oh. the other thing I had but those are the, that was the end of my notes. That was like all that I got to by the time we got to the end of it was like and he just up and quits being a cop and goes back to Tyler. Yeah, he just he just chucks it or what have you. It's like you let him get in the way. No, I didn't. Done. You know, he's done. Uh I I think that was that last testament or what have you of I, I think Bodhi was the unattainable for for Johnny. And I think uh, I think Tyler was a proxy. Oh, for sure. Uh, going back to the homework tendencies, yeah. Tyler was a proxy to get to Bodhi. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there was reasons behind that that weren't just just job. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and like if they're queer, like if they're queer and they swing that way, by all means. But like if it's free love and you're going out there to do that. Oh, the other FBI agent that was with the Nazis. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have to like take a segue. The other agent that was with the Nazis over the two kilos of heroin that they found. Oh, yeah. Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore was just a random, a random like, a, uh, like 
undercover agent. He's like, do I want my fucking hair like this? It was so. You think funny. I like my hair like this? It's funny as shit. Oh, and the, so I'm sorry. Last of the time, I was um, what the fuck was up with the lawnmower scene? Yeah, he it, it turned it could have turned to a horror movie very briefly. Suburban lawnmowers are a liability. And then I said, like, how is the push mower still running with the clutch disengaged? True. Like I saw that I, I like we all know an electric push mower. It still requires you to hold the clutch yes. to move it. And I'm like, this thing should not have been running. I mean, maybe he used this Nazi wizardry to, and also he's a low two brown to be a Nazi. Nazi wizardry, because that dude's from he New was, Zealand. I feel like he was more skinhead than Nazi. True, true. But, uh, and then like my last thing about that was like, how do you tackle someone through a window when you hit them from the side, from in the house? That that was- I caught that. I was like, wait, what? It was one of those other things like, yeah, you know, he's a football player. It's like, shut up. He's a quarterback. He wasn't tackling <laughs> anyone. This is not this is not Lamar Jackson. He's not going in and just like getting it getting it done. It's it, not a pocket. It's not a pocket QB. There, right. It, it is a few things that were very similar to how Heat played out. Like it's that scene um, in Heat where Al Pacino tackles like Henry Rollins and shit. And it's like yes. you didn't do that. That was a stunt man. And it's like why why does the tackle have to be in there? Like a lot of things to try to get him over as an ex football player, which he would return to later in his career. Um, as yes. A, what was that? The replacements, yes. right? Um, oh, oh, love that. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. We, we'll do trivia and um, favorite scenes, and then we'll wrap this up. Let's run it. All right. So trivia is a little extensive, so I'll just start hitting them. Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. was an accomplished skydiver who took part in a big, a big skydiving scene. He made. You uh, asked. You answered a question for me. I, I wrote that question down. Was he a certified skydiver for this? He made 55 jumps in total. Uh, the film was originally called Johnny Utah. <laughs> when Keanu Reeves was cast in the title role, the studio felt it was very little about surfing. But the, by the time Patrick Swayze was cast, the film was renamed Riders of the Storm by the, the, the Doors song. However, the lyrics had nothing to do with the film. So you just said, I would have watched. I feel like Riders of the Storm would have been a bomb ass title for that, though. Absolutely. But it's literally at the end of the movie where you get that kind of Ooh. payoff. Um, so he said he went with Point Break because uh, the Point Break because it had it was more relevance to surfing. Mm-hmm. Many of the surfing scenes, uh, Patrick Swayze refused to use a stunt double as he never had one in any of the fight scene or the car chases. So he was surfing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu Reeves observed FBI agents in Los Angeles to study for the role. He also practiced in, in, with the UCLA quarterback coaches to help him with the football scenes. <laughs> His pocket passing was terrible. This was this was before. Well, you know what? This was the 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 early mold mm-hmm. for what got us John Wick. So I'm allowing him to be to suck at training at this point in his career. Sure, sure, sure. This is also this is pre speed and speeds where he really picked up speed. Yes, I did that on purpose. And I think this was was this around the time as Bram Stoker's Dracula. I think so. Yeah, like this is either They're all the in that, year like, of ninety one, like ninety to ninety four spur of all of our now current actors getting their first roles, like first big roles. Uh, Tyler explains to Johnny Utah that uh, Patrick Swayze's character is named Bodhi, the Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva yes. is a term um, in the Buddhist religion meaning the an enlightened being who, out of compassion for goes nirvana in order to serve uh, save others. Bodhi means wakefulness. Hmm. Oh, I see what he meant. Like with wake, a oh, wake, like a like a like a like a wave wake, like a water wake. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, more Swayze and skydiving. He participates in skydiving as a hobby. He was told to stop while filming <laughs> for insurance purposes once production began. Producers coaxed him. Um, producers coaxed him into an agreement with the promise of letting the star do one actual skydive on scene. The uncut shot of Bodie yelling "Adios, amigo!" and falling from the plane features Swayze actually making a jump. Unbeknownst to the producers, he was not on on a call sheet that day and would occasionally just run to the air airport to go skydiving anyway yo he didn't give a shit a fucking g swayze was on swayze was like yo it's all i'm on my time (laughs) right i know what i'm doing uh johnny utah became a u.s uh, uh, fbi agent after his knee injury that ended his football career in real life keanu once was an aspiring hockey player who suffered a knee injury and he went on to become an actor i knew he was a hockey player i remember that he had a wild blown out knee so uh, Catherine Bigelow fought to have uh, Keanu Reeves cast as Johnny Utah, insisting that uh, she wouldn't do the movie without him. The studio producers were interested in looking at higher profile actors like Johnny Depp. 
it would have made more sense for the Johnny Utah. <laughs> yeah. So so keep keep this in mind because I think there are other casting um casting things and let's just look at what that movie would look like with a different cast. Uh, let's do it. Patrick Swayze cracked four ribs while filming the surfing scenes. Sounds about right. Um, officially uncredited because of an unresolved issue with the Writers Guild of America, James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow rewrote the final script together. Uh, Patrick Swayze auditionally in, um, uh, auditioned for the role of Johnny Utah before landing the role of Bodhi. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Broderick was originally offered the role of Johnny Utah. <laughs> others, who, what? <laughs> others who auditioned for the role were Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe, and Val Comer. <laughs> Willem Dafoe trying to be a 25 year old surfer ex football player would have had me in fucking stitches. Well, remember, this is a few years um, after To Live and Die in LA. I know, but Willem Dafoe has an old man face. Stop it. But you're right. Uh, Just like Morgan Freeman has an old man face. He has a whole old man everything, actually. Well, he's now, but like even when he got started, like him and Sam Jackson have old man faces for how they got in. Uh, Ridley Scott was the first choice to direct a movie, but instead decided Ooh. to direct which 1991 movie uh, featuring, I believe, Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis? Oh, I th- was th- wasn't this was this Alien? No. No, what was it? Um, 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 um. No, it wasn't Species. This is Thelma and Louise. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize Ridley Scott did Thelma and Louise. Yeah. The ex-president's masks are Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, and Lyndon B. Johnson. These four of the five former, uh, um, um, five living former U.S. presidents at the time of the movie was made, the fifth being Gerald Ford, famously a college football player. The word, the F word, fuck, uh, was said more than 105 times during the movie. So Willem Dafoe turned down the role to be Johnny Utah, by the way. But wait, wait, wait. I said I would be Jimmy Carter and I didn't realize Jimmy Carter was one of the presidents in the heist. <laughs> Never mind. Screw Reagan. I'm Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah, I could be Joe Ford. <laughs> you know, I, I could work. Actually. Uh, no, no. Utah would, would have technically been Ford, though. Yes. Yes, he would have. I love that. I, I like that. And the football reference, too. Uh, yes. The film was, was released the same weekend as what 1991 blackety black movie in L.A.? Ice Cube is involved. Oh, Friday? That was 95. Oh, that was 95? Uh, uh, straight out of cop. No, never mind. Uh, Hooper Jr. Boys in the Hood. Baby Boy? Boys in the Hood. That's what I was, I was, I was cycling through my Black History movies, getting to Baby, getting to Boys in the Hood. So this came out in the same weekend. So these came out against each other. <laughs> so, the, so, boy, so Boys in the Hood, Point Break, and Terminator Judgment Day. Yeah, I think Terminator in was in his second, his second week. So it was still going ahead. But still, that's yeah. like, it was in the same season. Yes. It was the same, like, release season. Holy shit. Now, this is a good one. The members <laughs> of the ex-presidents are killed in chronological order of their respective uh, presidential uh, service in office. <laughs> so what? In order of when they ended their services is how they died? yes. Oh, you know, I did say this though. I said, I said, props to Captain Bigelow for the continuity of leaving Bodie's suit with the uh, the fire damage to it yes. after the scene with the uh, at the gas station. Yeah. I was like, yes, I love that. Take points. On okay, that. cool. Now this, that makes sense. This is my last point. This kind of relates <laughs> to the ending of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Director Catherine Bigelow and her then husband uh, and collaborator on the film, James Cameron, rewrote the end together. Cameron said in his Terminator 2 Judgment Day commentary that Bodie killed himself at the end of the movie. So he like confirmed it because some people felt it was, oh, he just got away. How did he get away? Did you not see him off of his board in the water yeah. getting crushed by the waves? Right. It's just like so, some <clears throat> people are weird. I'll just put it that way. It's like, oh, you also people don't realize that like Australia's coast has a lot of coral reefs and like it's not smooth down there. No. So like <laughs> if you get under the water, you're either drowning or you're cracking your shit under there. And it was like that was like I was like, this is the only way that Utah would have been allowed to not take him in right. is to let him die. And they pulled the body back. Yeah. Uh, so this is the last last portion of um, this pod. I want to talk about our favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I have uh, four favorite scenes. I don't know if they're the most indicative, but they're good examples of things that I think kind of make up this movie. Um, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start off with <sighs> this is that Gary Busey acting thing that you were touching on earlier. Basically, Gary Busey and Carol Reeves just screaming at each other earlier. <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> If you couldn't crack it with all your years of experience, it's impossible to conceive that I might have something to offer, right? 
Well, maybe I can do better than some over-the-hill burnout. Hey, watch your mouth. Maybe you ought to just take some early retirement right now and get some rent-a-cop night security job. Tell mom stories. Listen, you snot those little shit! I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face! You mad? Yeah, I'm mad! Good and mad, Dad! What do you want to do about it? It feels good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive, right? Yeah! Well, since you're still alive and you're not in the box just yet, why don't you tell me this theory of yours and we'll go get these guys? You're mad! It was so fucking bad. I was like, what about watching? I was like, this is 20 minutes in. Can we? I love it. I love it. I got to follow this up. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll do all of mine then. Uh, yeah. The first robbery I thought was really good. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was just efficient. It, it got over what they were, what they were about. And it kind of, I didn't need anything further. They got themselves over that much for me. Rock and roll. The 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 fight against um, Bodie, uh, the fight with Bodie and Johnny against the um, the Nazis at the that was cool at the beach. Yeah, yeah. After 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 they like fucked him up for a snake in the line. Yuppie insects like me shouldn't be surfing the break and all that, right? <laughs> nope. That would be a waste of time. <laughs> We're just gonna fuck you up. Yeah, and uh, I think it was really funny how, like, literally Bodie is doing his, like, roadhouse martial arts or what have you. Yes. Yeah, the road, roadhouse taekwondo. Yes. And lastly, I, I had this. You get kind of see Bodie do his heel turn, but he's still charismatic. This is going to sting a little bit, bro. And you just see, like, Tyler getting fucking, getting fucking, like, uh, kidnapped or what have you by Rosie's bitch ass. Yeah. He's like, sorry, man. Fucked up, bro. I was like, I hate this. Fucked dude. up, bro. <laughs> Yo. It's like, look, man. And he wasn't being threatening. He was still acting like he was a good guy, but he was a piece of mm-hmm. shit. So that's, oh, that's what I had. I loved it. So mine is, I personally love, because I'm not going to echo the ones you had, because those are all great clips. I'm going to come up with some, some new ones. Mine is the first training montage for surfing, specifically the quote, or the banter between Utah and Tyler. Hey, my name is Johnny Utah. Who cares? <laughs> I was like, yo, that was so good. Um, Tank girl see. yelling at his ass, by the way. Tank girl yelling at his ass. That's great. Um, let's see. I also thought that the, I thought that the entire uh, chase scene is top notch. Mm-hmm. I think the whole, like the startup of the Utah Give me two. <laughs> All the way to him blowing his knee out is absolutely like, I think that's one of the, I think the chase scene is better than the first heist scene, in my opinion. It's a, it's a very good chase really scene. it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Honestly, I'm kind of a sucker for the bedroom gun pull scene just because I'm like, this is so out of fucking pocket to watch this happen. Cause I'm like, this is, this is like, this, this probably happened. This probably really happened. And then my last favorite scene is such a dark scene. It's watching Roach die in the plane. Bodie put the, the parachute on him, throw him out the plane and then realizes that Roach was able to pull the parachute and died in the process of skydiving. That extreme. absolutely got me. I was like, what? Oh, this has nothing to do. This, oh, this is back to the high school. Uh, this comment that I realized is like, how do surfers keep white gloves clean? And then how are you 25 years old sleeping on the beach? Yeah, that, that didn't work for me. That like, you're, you got sand in places, sir. Like it's, yeah. But to this day, I, I think to, after having watched it, because I wa- also mind you, I watched this after like a full day of skating. And I just sat down. And I was like, I'm going to watch this movie before I go to bed. And I like intently watched it. And it was like, you know, they did my boy Roach so fucking dirty. He's a he's a virgin. He's a virgin oh, surfer who no. got killed by like as a proxy to show that like Bodie was evil the whole time. Yes. And he had that sweet, like, Sherpa-line denim jacket on. I was like, bro, there's blood all in that jacket what, now. What do you say we need to get to an altitude high enough that you can jump? Yeah. And I was like, no, you mean you're just going to push this fucker out? <laughs> it's fucking dead. Yo, could have possibly, yo, and the thing is, if they had been, like, 2,000 feet lower, yeah. Roach 
possibly could have been picked up by Rosie in the truck. Yeah, it's just like we just catch they him. They could have gotten away. Yeah. And the, the thing that was yeah, that's, uh, the thing that was wild is like some science around that whole like the way skydiving works is like yes. mm, you would not have caught up to them for this like super like brotherly handshake skydive <sighs> dissension thing wouldn't have happened. I still can't believe that that Johnny Utah's best thought was let me jump out of the plane. It was just fuck it. I got his because the, apparently the caliber of gun that Bodie had is a very powerful caliber of gun. Um, mm -hmm. it's like probably out of the guns that you could obviously see in the movie, it was as powerful as one of those like shotguns that the Nazis had. Yeah. So he grabbed a gun that Bodie was like, yeah, fuck it. You ain't gonna do shit. And then he just jumps out with the pistol rocketeer style towards And didn't do shit. Yes. And didn't do shit. Bodie was right. And they were playing chicken. He's like, yeah, you pulled a shoot, man. I was like, yo, you gotta toss the gun, brother. <laughs> this is how I know. And you know what he could have done? Tucked the gun in his goddamn pants and pulled the shoot. He would have plaques burst himself, though. <sighs> no, you know what he could have done? You know what he could have done then? Tuck the gun in Bodie's in Bodie's waistband, pull the shoot. Once he gets a firm grip, pull the gun out, and now he's got the gun and they're descending. Yeah. Like there was so this this couldn't like in 91. This is a bad good movie for 1991. Now, did he redeem himself in a way of because he could have went full seven, right? In terms of mm -hmm. you're in the desert. You know what? She's got to die. Fuck this. Blam. Just because that would have cemented him as being evil uh, more than what he was already at. It's like, all right, you're you're not a good guy, but also pretty. You have scruples. Yeah, you've got you've got some sort of, of moral code that you're that you're living with. So, you know, that's that's a piece of it. And, and the other thing I'll say is. Yo, how much how much money do you have to be traveling from country to country to kind of mm -hmm. look for uh, Bodie, my guy? Oh, you know what I even well, no, here's the I don't think that he traveled. Well, yeah, he did do all that shit. That was crazy. I also put that uh, one of my last comments was this is definitely where the Fast and the Furious franchise got its inspiration. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, I see. I see beats of all the movies of our childhood yeah. where I'm like, oh. This is why Point Break is in the conversation with Heat for like why it's so integral to these kinds of films. Because truly, it's a cult classic because it hits all the notes properly, even though it doesn't do anything particularly well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just the delivery of that line, I am an FBI agent. It's like, dude, different. Shut up. Choose differently. Shut up, Johnny. <laughs> Choose differently. I mean, we need Shut to do a remake up. just black and his name is Jeff, like Mississippi or something. I don't know. Jeff Compton. Oh my god. No, 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 it's no, it's it's uh it's it's Darius Compton. Darius Com Ladarius Compton. Ladarius Compton. <laughs> no, you know what it would be though? That would be a short because it would be 15 minutes because the moment that there's water involved, they're like now nah, we ain't doing this nah, shit. I'm, swimming. <laughs> I'm all set. It's swimming. Yo. So <laughs> actually, no, yeah. technically. No, that's a really color commentary statement. I'm not going to make that. Oh, I was going to try yeah. and make a real allusion to like Queen and Slim. And I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. They wanted to be a couple. If they had just gotten to be a couple and then black, it would have been Queen and Slim almost. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, that's not, that's both neither true nor funny. So we're not going to say that. <laughs> that's what we do here. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I had for this. Um, so, and the last thing we'll, we'll do is, um, so where where do you rank this in terms of your your 90s movies in in, in, in this framework? Uh, how often do you feel like you got to watch this movie to kind of dip back in? And how long has it been since you've last seen like Point Break? All right. So we're going to go. I'm going to pull the top back on this now and I'll let you know. I watched the 2015 movie first in <laughs> 2015. And then I watched this movie this week. <laughs> 2015 was not good. 2015 was bad. Like Bodie was. But here's the thing. <laughs> It didn't sully my reason to watch the original. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm going to watch the original eventually. I want to see this one just to see kind of what someone's interpretation of the original is. Yeah. So I can stack it against the main film when I watch the main film. This, this it, it, with its flaws and with its thing or what have you, mm -hmm. I watched the like, because the, the 2015 one is it's six years old at this point. It's like, you know, it's almost due for it's almost due for a rewatch. And it's it's just not not good it's it, it's weird casting that's what the, the initial mm -hmm. thing that threw me off it's like you need the so even looking at it from this level Bodie is blonde or what have you and the dark hair that whole thing as far as Keanu Reeves they have to almost be in opposite roles 
Yeah, they gave the brunette is the brunette's Bodie and the blonde is Utah. Yeah. And so although to be fair, those names almost ring better. I feel like Johnny Utah is a very blonde name. And I feel like Bodie is a very brunette name. Yes. It might just be the wordplay, but that's how I'm thinking through it. So I think I think this is a movie that I can watch like once every like five, six years or what have you, just kind of dip back in. Exactly. You're not gonna find anything really new, (laughs) but if it's part of like a festival or if it's part of like one of these, you know what? I want to look at, you know, up to 95 uh, Keanu Reeves or I want to see like what Swayze was doing in the 90s. You can definitely mm-hmm. just dip in there and just like, oh, this is great because um, it's not a lot of people in there um, in terms of like major stars with the exception of those two. And they're doing mm-hmm. their job. They're doing a lot of that, that heavy lifting and you're getting what you're wanting from what you'd want from the two of them. Mm hmm. I would put this, so I'm going to borrow from, <clears throat> there is a uh, a YouTube channel called Let Me Explain mm-hmm. that has a, a kind of a rating system of this based on how you would uh, pay to like view it. And if this were 91 and I were like going to see this, yeah. I would absolutely pay to see this in like prime time. Mm-hmm. Now that it's 2021 and we have access to the internet, and we have all these things to do. I'm going to give it the next best thing, which is a very near and dear uh, position for film in my heart. It's a great weekend matinee to lay on the couch and just watch. Mm -hmm. Like, I will pay attention. I'm not falling asleep, per se. But I've seen it, and I know the beats to it. So I don't have to pay attention, per se. Like, I would be on the couch, maybe a joint in, watching this movie and chuckling. And I would have a blast. I would have an absolute blast watching this. So it it still holds up. I think it holds up better than the 2015 version six years later. Yeah. This one at 30 years later holds up better than the remake in a fraction of the time. Yes. And um, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. I think we're all set. So um, thank you for coming on to this podcast. And um, this has been um, Let's Watch It Again. You have Aaron Brown on this episode and I'm Rob Lee saying uh, keep, keep watching those movies, folks.